Welcome back to Girls Next Level, guys. We are here with a Halloween episode. And originally, we we're going to put this out on Halloween because Halloween's a Monday. But then we know that a lot of you guys don't listen to the episode the day it comes out. And we right. didn't want you to feel like you didn't have time to bask in the season because that's what we like to do. So totally. We're here a week early getting in the Halloween spirit. We're going to tell you about all our ghost stories at the mansion, why it was haunted, the Halloween party craziness, all that stuff. But how was your week, Bridget? What have you been doing? Halloween stuff? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, when I saw that one of our episodes was going to fall on Halloween, on actual Halloween day, I was like super excited. I was like, we're definitely doing a Halloween episode. Yes. Not like we wouldn't have anyway, but I was super excited. But then you're right. Like people need time to bask in it. They so do. It's, it's good to do it early. Get you in the spirit. And then you can listen to it all week long. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be stuck with a Halloween episode in November. I mean, we might, but not everybody. So. Right. But my week was good. So I had a really hard decision to make. A million years ago, well, I shouldn't say a million years ago, months ago, <laughs> which seems like a million years ago. AKA a million years ago. Yeah. Uh, Nick's aunt bought everyone tickets to the opening Kings hockey game, which we love going to the yeah. hockey games. And um, not only that, but it was three people's birthdays. Mine, her, uh, our cousin's uh, wife, and the aunt's birthday. All three of us were having mm -hmm. birthdays. So it was like this kind of big family event, like eight of us going to celebrate three birthdays and go to the opening of the Kings game. Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah, totally in for that, excited about it. Then, like, a week before the Kings game happens, I get an email inviting me to the Halloween Inns premiere at the Chinese Theater. So did you go? <laughs> no. Oh, no. I had to go to the Kings game. I mean, they don't say had to, as in, like, I didn't want to. Yeah. But I missed the premiere. Oh, that sucks. But did you do other stuff for Halloween? Yes, of course I did. So I finally went to Knott's Scary mm -hmm. Farm. I'm going to tell you, that is one of my favorite ones. Well, I think their haunted houses are better than Universal. Do you? Yeah, they're just a little more inventive, I think. I think they're a little more imaginative, and they do better things with, like, the um, – special effects and stuff mm -hmm. and it's not as commercial like Universal has no don't get me wrong I love Michael Myers I love you know some of the commercial properties that they have yeah. and that they use killer in clowns things. from outer space yes <laughs> um but I all I feel like there's something more scary to it when it's it's not commercial like it's not like a something you totally know or are familiar with yeah for sure so that was really fun. Um, and then, of course, I have Universal still coming up. Oh, okay. I hit a thousand rides on Peloton. What, is that a lot? I am so clueless about Peloton. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't say rides. I shouldn't say rides. I hit a thousand workouts. It's a lot. Like I'm in oh, the cool. comma club. That's what they call it. Ooh, elite. But I was doing a ride and there was, um, they, uh, they have Halloween themed rides. They also have Star Wars themed rides. They I did do? one. Yeah, I did one because it was under the category of Halloween. And I didn't, I saw she was dressed up as Princess Leia, but uh -huh. like I didn't like realize it was going to be all Star Wars themed, but it was. And I thought, oh, oh if Holly fun. wanted to do Peloton, on, this is her ride yeah right here. for sure <laughs> but um one of the things that they brought my attention to and that like you learn things from doing peloton uh was that there is a um 
a song by Blondie that I used to love. Well, I still love it, but mm-hmm. it's called One Way or Another. Uh-huh. And they were, and I was like, why is this on the Halloween soundtrack? That's so weird. Then they were like, have you ever listened to the words of this song? This like might be one of the scariest songs ever. And so I, I was like, what? And I started listening to the words, and I went and I went and printed them to tell you. It says, one way or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna win you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna win you. I'm gonna meet you. And then, and then it says, I will drive past your house, and if the lights are all down, I will see who's around. And then I'll walk down the mall, stand over by the wall where I can see it all, find out who you call. I mean, it's giving me chills. That is straight stalker. Lead you to the supermarket checkout, some specials, and rat food get lost in the crowd. Rat food? It's like giving me chills. And so Ew. I looked it up. I'm like, why is this like so freaky? Like, why? It, like, was it cool to be a stalker? Yeah. But then I found out that she wrote it based on a stalker that she had. <gasps> Ew. Creepy, I never knew right? that. So that was my uh, Halloween lesson. Ew, that is so <laughs> creepy. So that was kind of my, my week in a nutshell. Yeah. I went on a tour of downtown for this news segment that I think I told you about. It was like a local news thing. And we did, like, a haunted downtown tour, which included, like, the Biltmore and the Cecil Hotel and places you might be familiar with. Wait, did you get to go inside? Not the Cecil. Oh. Because they're, like, hating on haunted stuff right now, I think. They go through phases. Yeah. So um, they need to get back to their roots. So we were doing that. And then we went to a third one. I'll tell you off mic, but I don't want to say what it is. But we went to a third one that I'd never heard of really? and has a crazy history. So I told Zach about it. So now they're going to investigate it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was a productive day, but not so productive. I was wearing a witch's cloak, as I do sometimes. And, you know, downtown, like LA is not great with their unhoused population. And downtown reeks of piss. Oh, my God. Like you can't so walk anywhere without just being inundated. And, you know, the. My friend, the producer of the show, was like just kind of joking around about, oh, you're going to have to burn that cape. But I didn't really think it was dragging on the ground or anything, so I thought I was okay. But then like I had a heart out at two, so I jump in my Uber and I realize like I can smell myself. And when you can smell yourself, you know it's bad. And I'm like, do I smell like piss right now? Oh my God. And then the Uber driver slowly starts to crack the windows. And I'm like (gasps) so embarrassed. So my Uber rating has probably plummeted to like a two Oh, my God. (laughs) So your cape was just, like, soaked in pee. Yeah. So I made that poor Uber driver suffer all the way from downtown to Hollywood Hills with a piss-stained robe. Did you burn it then? I threw it out. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was so bad. Nick and I were looking into getting married at, as you know, the Mm -hmm. L.A. Theater right in downtown on, like, 6th and Broadway, I think Uh it is. and um, Or it's on Broadway. I don't know. Oh, the cross street is but um when we went up to go do our walk through there were literally people like sleeping on the sidewalk in front of it that it smelled like urine so bad yeah and i'm thinking okay so all our guests have to park in a parking garage down the street and walk this gauntlet and in through like all I, like there's no way i can get rid of the pee smell on the street adventure time i know and i'm like <laughs> do i really want that to be the start of our day once you walk through the doors it's amazing mm-hmm. like it's the perfect perfect place but you just have to get there first yeah it's a lot yeah have you seen pearl no what is that the horror movie you have to go no, see I it no i don't even heard have of you it. seen x no oh my god you have to see it so x is about these people in the 70s and they're filming a porn and they go to this like 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre style property that they're like Airbnb-ing it on. And then, you know, the older couple that owns the property aren't too happy when they find out they're filming a porn. Chaos ensues. But then Pearl is like the prequel about the old lady that lives there. Oh. And it's set in like the 1918 flu pandemic. And it's just so beautifully shot. Like really? it's gorgeous. And just like for me, art direction is everything in the movie. I could watch the worst movie, but if the art direction is good, I'll love it. And it was just so pretty to look at and just the style of it and everything. You have to see it. Wow, how have I not even heard of this? I don't know. It's like all over TikTok. I felt like the weekend it came out, everyone in the world, like clearly I was on the Pearl algorithm. Yeah. I felt like everyone in the world had seen it but me. Oh, did you go to the theater? Yeah. Is it only in the theater? Yeah. Well, I guess But X I... is out on like, you know, Netflix Oh, or and whatever. that's the first one. Should yeah. you watch X first? I think so. Okay. Pearl is the prequel, but sometimes it's better to see, like, the middle one first. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I know what I'm going to make Nick go do with me either later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get any haunted activity today like we did on the Slumber Party episode. Oh, my God. We have to tell them what happened. Yeah. So we were recording a Slumber Party episode, which is the bonus podcast we do for our Patreon. And all of a sudden, we were in my living room, and all of a sudden, we hear this, like, clanking on my bookcase. And I'm like, like a knock, sort of. It was like a – but yeah. it was loud. It was like – like kind of like that yeah and then I looked out I was like I'm gonna go outside to see if something's outside making noise nothing was but it sounded like it was coming from inside I just went outside to like cover my bases yeah but it kept knocking yeah and you can hear it in the recording yeah so. and people were like oh my god I hear that that's so scary yeah I hope we get something like that today but I feel like when I ask for stuff, it never happens, so oh, we'll no. see. <laughs> I was going to say, let's ask for it to happen, but maybe we shouldn't. Okay, yeah, you really shouldn't make those noises today. <laughs> I know. We have to keep it so quiet for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't interrupt us. We're really busy. What was that? <laughs> I don't think that was a ghost thing. I think that was somebody outside, outside but I don't know. Let me go look around. Wait, that was a slam. I'm worried about my no car like outside now. Papers or anything. Wait, okay, you guys, she just went to go check really quick, peek out the windows, see what's happening outside. Do you see anybody out there? I don't see anything. There's nobody here. Okay, well, we'll just keep our eyes and ears peeled. See how it goes. Because we don't want anything happening. <laughs> Interrupting us again. <laughs> um, okay, so this is our Halloween episode, and I wanted to start with, like, Halloween when you were a kid. Like, what was it like growing up for you? It wasn't very exciting. Of course, I loved Halloween like every kid does, but I lived out in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, so there wasn't like a lot of stuff you could buy, really. Like, we'd go trick-or-treating, and everybody's costumes were really like homemade and janky, but <laughs> so we had fun, but it wasn't anything like elaborate or spectacular or anything like that. I just remember growing up in the 80s, that was during like the whole scare where they were like, watch out, that people are putting pins in the Oh, like razor candy. blades in the apple. Yeah, razor <laughs> blades in the apple. Or I had a black cat at the time, so I always kept her inside oh, because yeah. Satan worshipers might get the black cat, which I don't think would have happened in the town of like 100 people I lived in, but still. I don't know. Maybe there's some weird people up there. You know what? I think probably. <laughs> <laughs> that might be where it happens. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like it doesn't happen here. But I do think that uh, like adoption centers and things like that are really careful about not adopting out black cats during the month of October. Or at least that's what, what I've, I've heard. heard. Yeah. So that's kind of scary and crazy. Uh, what was your like favorite tradition? Did you guys carve pumpkins and stuff? Or was it hard to get pumpkins there? I don't remember doing – I mean, we would do pumpkins here and there. 
it was mostly just all about trick-or-treating and like what kind of candy you were gonna get you're always pissed when somebody's handing out raisins ew i forgot about the rate those little mini raisin pads yeah that was a craze in the 80s don't do that yeah no you're not doing anybody you're not saving anyone from diabetes (laughs) no those probably have just as much sugar as i think so too yeah I think I think so. Okay, do you have a favorite costume from when you were a kid? No, because they were super, super janky. But I do have a favorite candy that they don't make anymore. <gasps> and that's the – they used to have this thing called Mr. Bones. And he came in a plastic coffin. Oh. And they were little sweet tart bones. You'd yes. get the skull and the whole skeleton. They'd be separated. And you could, like, put them together. That was by far my favorite candy. And I hate it that they don't make it anymore. Have you checked online or, like, the vintage candy stores and stuff? They don't make that one. There is a company that makes like a modern version, but it's not really the same. Oh. And it's not something that's really like super readily available to buy like Mr. Bones was. But he was cute. Everything about him, like the coffins were like cute colors. Everything about it was good. Yeah, I sort of remember that. I don't remember ever getting that in my trick-or-treat bag though. Like it was always like the basic candies and stuff. But I do remember seeing those. That was the exciting one to get. Like if you got a Mr. Bones, you were golden. Yeah. Well, for me, we uh, so we lived way out in the country too. So mm-hmm. there was no trick or treating. I mean, like the you just would not trick or treat there. There's not even sidewalks. There's I mean, there's ditches. You know, it's yeah. like a scary road, country road. So, but we would all go to my grandma's house, and I grew up with like a ton of cousins. I have twelve uh, cousins that we were, all, and a lot of us were really close in mm-hmm. age, especially all of us girls. And so we would all gather at my grandma's house and it felt, there's something cool about being at your grandma's house at nighttime. Cause it's, what about the cousin that got the stigmata? Yeah. Well, that's later in life. <laughs> okay. That was when we were doing the, she was there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was from playing the Ouija board. Yeah. Uh, we could get into that story too if you want. But um, <laughs> but no, this is just Halloween. We didn't play the Ouija board on Halloween. We just went to my grandma's house at nighttime. Everyone met there. And then um, once everyone was there and we were all ready, we would like go in a huge group. And like our my, our, my, my mom and my aunts would just follow behind and we would just run amok through the whole like – every street that we could get to as much Fun. as we could and we would just be like just driven for candy like you did, couldn't stop us then we go back to my grandma's house and we like dump out our candy and see what we got and so excited and then our parents would be like it's time to go or it's bedtime yeah <laughs> didn't you have like a corn maze too that we went to on girls next door oh okay so that was pr- leading up to uh-huh. halloween yes so there's it was called phillips farms and it's kind of out in the country well everything is very agriculture and country <laughs> where i grew up except for inside the city of lodi um so yeah, and it has like a corn maze, not a big one, just like mm-hmm. a little one. And what they did more for, it was like set up hay in a maze kind of. Yeah. And then they had like, and I used to think they were scary when I was little, but like these little sheds, like a shack, and you would push a button and then these crickety old like characters would like come out on a slider and be like, ee Oh my God, that's And I just funny. thought it was so cool. Or like you'd push another one and an alligator would go. I remember the alligator, it was still there when we went. <laughs> And then, of course, it was a pumpkin patch, and then we'd pick out our pumpkins, and we always carved pumpkins, and my mom would always uh, roast the seeds, which I always thought yes, was fun. Yes, I still do that. You know what? One tradition that I always used to do as a kid, but I never liked it, but I just felt like it was one of those things that you just have to do, and now as an adult, I'm like, I just don't like this, and I'm not doing it anymore. What? <laughs> but there's people that are going to kill me for this. What? The... 
the Charlie Brown special. Oh, the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, no, I, I can see why you're not. Don't it, Charlie like Brown it. can be a little slow sometimes. It makes me depressed. <laughs> well, doesn't the Great Pumpkin like not even show up at the end? I don't even remember how it goes, but I, the music. I don't even like the the Peanuts music. <laughs> like the best thing about the Peanuts is how weird they dance on the Christmas special. Have you ever noticed that they dance like Frankenstein and do like all these weird dances? No, because I definitely. Trying to avoid like, it at no, all costs. Get me away from you the You know what else used to play when I was growing up? I don't know if they still do this or not. Puff the Magic Dragon. Did I've you ever? No. You don't know Puff the Magic no, Dragon? No, but I hate that song. It's depressing as hell. See, I thought they both were. They, were both, they both made me feel sad and yucky. And I'm like, I am not doing that. Those are not included in my traditions for Halloween anymore, period. That's why we're all in therapy now, this generation. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think that was mostly growing up and how it all went down and then then I moved to LA yeah so the playboy Halloween parties were a big deal oh my god can I say one thing before we get into them sorry yeah no say it but I was gonna have you take the lead on just what the parties are oh well I just wanted to say that I'm still bummed and I know I said it in like our first episode or maybe it was our second episode but I am so bummed that I went there and tested for the first time October of 98 like early October and there was a poster in the great hall for the Halloween party coming up like it was gonna be like on the 28th or whatever day it was that year and I wanted to go to it so bad and I know now that if I would have just asked Hef if I could come back for that party I absolutely would have been invited and I didn't do it and that was the first Halloween party he had so the Halloween party was one of the two biggest parties he threw he threw about five big parties a year four or five and the two big ones were Midsummer Night's Dream in August and then the Halloween party so tell everybody kind of how the Halloween party was set up what made it so special why it was special at that point in time because it was kind of the first of its kind yeah so okay I think we told you before how people had to park at UCLA parking structure and check in and come up on a shuttle well what was extra fun about that for Halloween is when you came up on the shuttle the rolling hills which turned into our slip and slides later the rolling hills had like monster it was all lit up spooky like it just looked like this gothic well it is a gothic mansion but like had red lights shining on it and stuff and there would be monsters and stuff that would come and attack your shuttle as you drove up like so pound on the windows <laughs> and stuff so you're already getting scared before you just as you come in the gates then it pulls up and when you um pull up into the like circle out front there's like a huge graveyard in the front front lawn and there's all these like monsters and goblins and like crazy things coming Mm -hmm. after you the house is lit up like crazy there is a giant oh and this is people have asked this we may have already covered it in some of the Q&A but there is a giant tarp on the top of the mansion and people were wondering like why is there always a tarp that ugly tarp thing on there it's because there is a giant animatronic gargoyle up there and uh, they uncover it during October and it literally flaps its wings it blows smoke I think its eyes glow red like and it's huge and it's heavy and it can't be moved once it's up there but they don't want it up in the LA elements all day all year long either because yeah. it would not last very long in the hot sun like that. We'll post a picture on our Patreon that we took with it, which is kind oh, of yeah. a really low quality picture, very. but there was one year we climbed up there to take a picture with it. Yeah, we literally went on the roof and got a picture yeah. somehow. I don't even know. I feel like they they would never have let us do that, so I don't know how we got permission to do that. <laughs> 
Okay, so there's so many areas. So I told you about the the front rolling hills and the driveway coming up, and then the um, front lawn. Then if you go past the front lawn out to the tennis courts, the tennis court is completely like you wouldn't even know it was a tennis court. It's completely tented off, and there is the best haunted house in the world. And I there's no way there's another haunted house that's even better than it ever. And what's interesting about it too is like during this time period adult halloween wasn't that big so this was really like the first of its kind halloween party i think yeah i think so too like where it really became like the sexy halloween like adult party yeah adult halloween yeah um this hello this haunted house was done by our friend rich carell um and he would coordinate with hef every year and then come up with the themes and get it all approved and it was legit it was so good (laughs) yeah And I love Rich's backstory too. So Rich was one of the little kids on Leave it to Beaver and he would shoot on the Universal lot. And at that time they were still making different shows and movies featuring like the Universal monsters, like the Frankenstein and the Dracula and Mummy and things like that. And he would find in the dumpsters the props and stuff. And he would go dumpster diving and start saving all these props. And that's what started this collection he has now, which wasn't it? on display in LA like you could go see it oh it still is it's oh, okay. called it's still up yeah it's called Icons of Darkness and it's on Hollywood Boulevard and you can walk through it, and it's just a fraction of his display yeah like his collection's huge and that's what he would use to make the haunted house yeah you know what I miss and I don't know why I can't find it remember when he made the Playboy Halloween hats oh yeah <laughs> with the fanged bunny yeah I don't know why I thought those were so funny but I remember you had one once it was just a black baseball cap with like an orange vampire playboy bunny logo and then it said playboy Halloween and I don't know why I thought those hats were like so cool but like I'm bummed I don't still have mine (laughs) I'm sure I still have one but it's definitely deep in storage yeah he would make them for the crew that set up the haunted house yeah and then they were like treasured when we have them <laughs> for sure if you want to hear more on rich's uh, backstory and him and i talking about his like involvement with the playboy halloween parties and all that stuff you can i did do a ghost magnet episode on it so rich corral you can just find his name in there i don't remember what episode number it is sorry oh and you know what was a fun experience too so he was doing like this psycho scene where in the haunted house where there's like the shower with the woman like um showering mm-hmm. and uh so it looks like it looks like a shower with like the um, shower curtain and you can see the image, like the shadow, the outline of a girl showering. And then, so that distracts you because you're looking that way. And then out of a closet, uh, the psycho killer comes out to kill you. But I got to do the girl showering silhouette. That was cute. It was so yeah. much fun filming that. So I had to wear like a nude bodysuit and we were down in the gym with like a green screen and I just had to act like I was like washing my hair and soaping <laughs> off, but like super exaggerated and stuff. So I'm the silhouette in that. That's fun. And I thought that was such a fun like little project to do. One of the scariest gags that got me really bad the first year I lived there was they used to have what looked like a hunched over ghoul, but it was a dummy sitting on the bench by the front door. And that was there like all season. Like when you first put up the Halloween decorations, I don't remember when he did it, maybe early October. So you'd get used to seeing that 
there. Yeah. But then the night of the Halloween party, they'd replace it with a real guy who would jump <laughs> up at you. And that was the first time I remember being scared by one of the Halloween things there. Yeah, I almost forgot about that one. So then you walk in the Great Hall and you turn right to the dining room and there's like the sign-in book. And so everyone's like encouraged to like lean down and sign in this book. And then, but behind it is like a false thing and it pops up and there's like a dude in there and scare it gets everybody. I don't think I ever experienced that. What? Yeah. No, you have. I feel like it's on camera we have. Okay, so then, um, and then that was it original. Oh, wait, the um, the Great Hall is full of, they call it like the Hall of Heads. It has all the masks. Yeah, they completely really? decorate it up and have all these like giant statues and stuff. Then you go outside and the, of course, the, it's all tinted off and it's amazing. And all the Jello shot ladies are like uh, kind of in the paint, they're painted, but it's like costume style. Mm-hmm. And the decorations are incredible out there. And then, and there's even another spot. Then you can walk through the haunted forest and they actually have things out there spooking you and scaring you in the forest too. And the forest kind of goes through the zoo area. And that's, I think, one of the creepiest spots. Yeah, there's really a lot to do at that party. Yeah. So not everyone is under the tent because there's huge line for the, the haunted house. And yeah, everyone's kind of just all over the place. But it's amazing. It was, in my opinion, the best party. The best. Yeah, it was good. So before we get into like our experiences at the party as girlfriends and stuff, do we want to tell people about like how the mansion was actually haunted and our ghost stories and stuff? Okay. Because the first one I had happened very early on for me. It was like right after I moved in. I was using the gym, I was on the treadmill, and the gym, the way it's set up, it looks like a capital T. So where the treadmill was is like, I was at the bottom of the T, staring up at the crossroads, but I couldn't see the ends of the T, if that makes any sense. So I'm on the treadmill, I'm looking ahead, because there's a TV in front of it, kind of a TV that's like mounted off the spiral staircase. And I see this girl walk out of the tanning bedroom and walk across like the top of the T from where I can see, and she walks over to where the weight machines are so I couldn't see her and I didn't know who she was but that wasn't unusual because like we've said before when women would come out to test for playmate or shoot different pictorials they would be flown in from out of town and they would stay on the grounds in the guest house and this was before I was giving tours to playmates and stuff I was brand new and so there was always people on the property that you didn't know and she didn't look like old-fashioned or anything she looked contemporary like she was in like regular workout wear just like blonde hair very much like the typical what we you would see up there but I knew I didn't recognize her so I finished my workout and she hadn't come back out from like the weight area and I thought you know what I should go introduce myself because I'd be weird if I didn't so I walk over there and she's not there and I thought that's weird where could she have gone But I noticed, because in the weight area, there's like mirrored walls, like a dance studio. And there was like a cutout of a door in the wall. And there was a secret passage to get down into the gym, which is what I had taken to get down into the gym. It was like this weird passageway that like cut through the basement and through the kitchen and outdoors. And then you popped out, um, a door would open from like the mirrored walls on that end. So I see this other cutout and I thought, oh, there must be another secret passage. Okay, she left that way because there's nowhere else this person could have gone. And I thought, well, I'll check that out next time I'm down here because I had to be up in time to get ready for where we were going that day. So the next time I use the gym, I'm like, I'm going to go see where that secret passage goes. Yeah. So I pop the door open 
And it was a really shallow closet that was packed to the brim of like posters and framed photos and stuff. And I was like, so where did she go? I love it. Where did she go? Yeah. So Who I was it? Yeah. So I like tripped out on that for a while. Okay. Let's break this down for a second. Who do you think it would have been the ghost of? Not anybody. Everybody's like, oh, was it the ghost of Dorothy Stratton? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, but the gym wasn't even built when she was there. And it didn't look like somebody from another era. She had just, like, straight blonde hair. She had, like, a really basic, like, sports bra and, like, workout pants. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it could have been anybody. Like, so many women came and went through that place. And, you know, for them, it probably was a big deal to go to the mansion if they got to go on like a fun in the sun or got to go use the gym to work out for whatever reason so it could have been anybody yeah and just to clarify for people too like the gym is down in the basement so there are no exits except the secret door that you were talking about that goes through the rest of the basement and laundry and up through the kitchen and stuff or there's a spiral staircase that's like open like you see it you can see somebody coming down you can see somebody going up a spiral staircase that goes up to the bathhouse and out to the pool so you would have seen both of those yeah because the treadmill was right in between those yeah you wouldn't have missed somebody like there's no other way out yeah there's no other exit folks (laughs) yeah so that was weird And it was one of those things, like, I know we've talked about it before, we call it paranormal amnesia, where you have a weird experience, and then you just try to rationalize it best you can, and then you just kind of forget about it, because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then I remember we were talking about stuff later, and I remembered it, and I was like, okay, I did have this one really weird experience. Yeah. Okay, so I should, we should talk about the OG ghost story, too, Mrs. Letts. Oh, yeah. So the house was built in 1927 mm-hmm. and um, by Arthur Letts Jr. And uh, there's a rumor. Or, well, I, Hef actually told me this ghost story. He said that it is rumored that Mrs. Letts either jumped, fell, or was pushed off the balcony and onto the marble floor and died. And I think that- in that house she was pushed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, was she? Were there seven girlfriends here? <laughs> she know. was pushed, yeah. um, uh, and and died and haunts the house. So I was like, ooh, that's so cool. And I don't know whether Hef actually believed it or not. He no. just thought it was a fun story. I don't think he believed it because do you remember when we would talk about that stuff like at the dinner table and get excited about it? He would start to get pissy. I don't remember him getting mad at me for it. I, but I remember even at the time we would talk about it and be like, why does Hef get so irritated when we bring that up? Like, is it because he doesn't want to scare girls away? Like, does he think it's off brand? Like, I remember thinking it was weird and talking about it at the time. Like, why does he get so cranky when we bring up the ghost story? So mm-hmm. if I would get, if we would be talking about it at the dinner table and I'd get excited, like, oh, what a, and he would get snappy. You know what I mean? And like, shut it down. Oh, well, because he was into that kind of stuff. I mean, not necessarily ghosts per se but all of the spooky stuff like growing up he had what he called the shutter club yeah which was his little like ghost storytelling club and like horror writing and that kind of thing he had a film that he made which was kind of like a frankenstein film that he made as like a little kid wait like, did you just coin a new word frankenstein <laughs> i like it <laughs> Yeah, so he did, like, this horror movie as a kid. He was super into horror movies, and uh, he liked all the spooky stuff, but... But I don't think he believed in it in real life. Like, he was very much an atheist and, like, didn't believe in anything like that. And I know, like, anytime I would bring it up, he'd get very snippy. 
Yeah, well, now he knows that it exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wherever he is. He's Well, he's visited. Yeah. For sure. Um, oh, God, now that's going to be everything in our DMs. Tell us about the F visitation. Oh, well, should we just... <laughs> we don't have to go to the bad <laughs> Um Okay, so then, this is fact-based. We're sitting in my room. Um, and you know I love all the paranormal yeah. stuff and everything. We're, like, sitting on the floor scrapbooking. My TV's on in the background, just background noise, whatever. And remote to the TV is on the bed. And mind you, we are sitting on the floor with, like, scrapbook stuff spread out all around us. And Holly was like, you know, I really want to believe, but I just never really had an experience. Cut to paranormal amnesia because the gym incident already happened. Yeah, yeah, I'd had a handful of experiences up until then, but I'm a very visual person. And even though some of these things were visual, like, I just wanted to, like, I don't know, sink my teeth into it and really have something. Even though I'd had some experiences, like the thing in the gym, and I used to live in a haunted apartment in Burbank before that where we'd had stuff happen. Oh, you told me. Oh, you should tell. Okay, let me finish this story. Okay. Then you should tell some of those stories because they are so spooky. Yeah. Okay, so we're sitting on the floor, and Holly's like, you know, I just, you know, never really had an experience, and I wish that, like, I, I just need, like, some, I wish that I could have an experience, and yeah. that I would know. And all, at that moment, you guys, I kid you not, that moment, the TV goes up so loud, full blast, full blast, and we're like, oh my god, and we're, like, covering our ears, and I'm, like, looking for the remote, and it's nowhere near me, and I, I jump up, and I see it's on my bed, and I grab it, and I turn the TV down, and I was like, that, is that a sign for you? Like, that was crazy. It had to be because the timing was just so spot on. And there's no way it could have happened. Yeah. And speaking of that TV, I'd had other things happen with that TV. Like, I would be, I would have on, like, a ghost show or, like, a, I used to love, like, Travel Channel used to do, like, World's Most Haunted this and that mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I'd have that kind of stuff on. And a lot of times it was just background. I wasn't really paying that much attention. I'd be working on other things. And then I would turn and look at my TV, and it would be like a basketball game on. And I and I wouldn't think of it yeah. too much at that time. Like, I wasn't watching basketball. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. But I, I would be like, wait, why is basketball on? How did, like, Travel Channel, why are they showing a basketball game? And then I'd realize that the channel had changed. And this would happen a lot. And so one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask the video department if they are able to control my TV or not. Because up in the attic... We have a whole video department. I think we've touched on this before, but they were actually up there being like human TiVos for Hef and like taping every single thing that Hef wanted taped. And I thought maybe they can access the TVs or something and and they had to accidentally change my channel for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I went up and talked to John, who was head of the video department. And I was like, do you guys have any control over my TV? And he, like, gave me a laugh and was like, no. That's so funny. Like, what do you think this is? I was like, oh, because sometimes my TV, like, turns up really loud or changes channels. He's like, I'll be happy to go down there and take a look at it for you and see if there's something wrong with it and change it out if we need to. But um, no, I don't have it. I'm not changing your channel. Oh, my God. There was nothing wrong with my TV. So, yeah. But – we it's need like a the back- poltergeist TV. I know. You need to tell those apartment stories because I feel like those are eerie and yeah. perfect for Halloween. I used to live in this um, apartment briefly in Burbank, Toluca Lake area. And it was with um, another girl who worked at Hooters. And we kind of had this like three-way friendship with this other girl who had an apartment more on the west side, which was closer to the restaurant we worked at. So there was one night I was working like the night shift and my roommate was working the morning shift, but she stayed overnight at the other girl's apartment so she could be closer to the restaurant. So I went home knowing she wasn't going to come home. I was going to have the place to myself that night. 
went home, I was asleep, and I got woke up super early in the morning because I could hear her showering, blow drying her hair, messing around with the makeup. I heard the whole getting ready routine, and I just remember like laying in bed. I was awake, but staying in bed just because like I wasn't ready to get up and thought, oh, Amy must have like decided to come home last night to get ready for her shift. And then I went back to sleep, and then I got to work right as she was leaving and I go, oh, you came home last night. And she's like, no, I didn't. I go, no, I heard you come home and like get ready for your shift and like shower. And she's like, oh, I have some things to tell you about that apartment because she had a different roommate before me and they'd had haunted experiences where like say they'd be looking really hard to find like this $100 bill that they lost. They turned the apartment upside down, couldn't find it. They would both leave for work at the same time, come back at the same time, and the $100 bill would be like laid out neatly on the countertop. I have chills. Yeah, it was just like all kinds of things happen in that apartment. So those were some of my first haunted experiences. I love it. And there would be times where I'd be like laying on the floor and I would hear and feel, but not see, someone running across the floor, jump over me and keep running to the door. And I was like, okay, what just happened? That is weird. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. That is really weird. Well, there's all kinds of little spooky things that would happen at the mansion. Um, very minor though like I remember one time Panda your dog mm-hmm. uh who was very social she wasn't like a dog that wanted to be off by herself she always wanted to be like around and if she was downstairs hanging out in the like with the the butlers and stuff like that she would want to be with the butlers yeah. like she didn't just like run off and go do her own thing they couldn't find her one day the butlers were looking for her like crazy and they're getting freaked out and then they found her in the library on the couch and just sitting there all content as if some she was sitting with somebody. Like That's they so they said it, it was like somebody was sitting there petting her or something because it's so unlike her to do that. You know what's so frustrating to me is that we can't really investigate there. Like I know you had a couple investigators come on an episode and we'll get to that when we get to that episode. But the fact that we can't go in with like a medium and really find out who's haunting that place kills me. Yeah. Because I feel like if we would have known then what we knew now about paranormal stuff, like we could have got some answers. And I hate it that we might never know. I know. And then I'm going to tell this ghost story just because I alluded to it. Oh, wait, did I allude to it yet? We might have mentioned it, but it's the best ghost story, so you definitely have to tell it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sitting in my room. It's the day I get Winnie. Um, we just got flew home from North Carolina. I got Winnie in a, in a lay, layover in Atlanta. Come home. We're tired. We already had buffet dinner and a movie. It's You have Anastasia and Stacy in the room, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on my bed. Anastasia's sitting next to me. Stacy's kind of like laying across the end of the bed. We're having a glass of wine. My sister's pissed because she wants to go to sleep, but Stacy and I are busy <laughs> chatting and having wine. And who cares what she wants to do? <laughs> and um, and we have Winnie, who's just like this little puffball. And I had like a little gate kind of set up for her um, on the floor by the end of the bed with like her pee-pee pad and some food and some water and her little toy. And she was out like a light, like sound asleep in a long day for her too and all I'm telling Stacy about our day and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye in my doorway and it's the door not the doorway that you come in my room to it's the doorway that leads to my closet and my bathroom and no in or out from that point um in the doorway is a woman standing there and you just the way you said that I'm like oh yeah and I went <gasps> And I turned to look because I saw it out of my peripheral. So then I turned to look straight on, and then 
at that same moment, my sister was like freaking out and crying and like, I don't like what, what was that? Like, and then, and Stacy was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Both are scaredy cats, by the way. <laughs> and so they're both like in denial, but they both saw something and they're both freaking out. My sister's crying. Stacy's like freaking out going, oh my God, what was that? What was that? What was that? Don't tell me. What was it? Don't tell me. <laughs> and like freaking out. And nothing's there anymore. But from what I saw out of the corner of my eye, it was a woman who was very thin. She was wearing dark, like black acid wash jeans. I think that's what you call them when they have like the white, like they've been, they look like they're distressed. Blast from the past, one. But two, like this is a detailed apparition. A white t-shirt that looks like way too big on her. She has black kind of stringy long hair and she's very, very pale. That's what I saw. Samira from the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. But I think if you guys remember back to when I was talking about when I first came and tested, I didn't know that episode was going to come up twice in here. Um, I had talked about how I met one of Hef's social secretaries and we really hit it off and we stayed up talking all night. And later when I came back, I found out that she had passed away of cancer and I swear it looked like her. And I think... I believe it. I think that it was a very friendly visit and that she just realized that there was a new addition to the house. Little Winnie was there. Mm -hmm. And she just came to see it, see her. Oh, my God. And we accidentally saw her. (laughs) Maybe we weren't supposed to. Oh, my God. So that... I, I love that idea because I really like Joni and I like that she's maybe still keeping an eye on things and mm-hmm. that it was her ghost. But then later I went and told Norma and Mary, everyone down at the office, our story, like what happened. And Norma goes, huh, well, that's really interesting. So you don't think it was Mrs. Letts? And I'm like, well, no, because Mrs. Letts was here like in the 1930s or something. Yeah. Like uh, I – this woman was wearing acid wash jeans. I mean, I guess the ghosts yeah. don't have to wear clothes to their <laughs> period, but it seems like they do, kind of. And um, and I said, I think it was the social secretary. And she said, oh, that's interesting, because everyone used to tell her that she looked like Mrs. Lutz. How does anyone know what Mrs. Lutz looks like? That's what I want to know, because I have tried to find a picture of Mrs. Lutz, and it's really difficult. And not only that, but there was like four different Mrs. Lutzes, because Arthur Lutz Jr. got uh-huh. married like three times. And there was a mother-in-law and that lived there, was there, too. The mother, yeah. Mrs. Lutz Sr. Yeah. And I think she lived in the house for a while with her son and one of his wives. And so when I was trying to find out like if one of the Mrs. Lutzes died in the house, like it's like, where do I even start? Which Mrs. Lutz? <laughs> Yeah. I wish somebody could help me figure out, like, the actual history of, like, the deaths and who lived there as far as the Letzes go. You know what else I want to know, too, is there was a playmate from the 80s who hung out at the house all the time named Julie McCullough. And I remember we were talking about Mrs. Letts, and she kind of cut in and was like, no, 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 you guys, that story's not true. Carrie Lee, who was Hep's girlfriend in the 80s, made it up, and she made it up to scare the playmates. So Carrie, if you're listening, fantastic story, fantastic legend, and we want to know, did you make it up, or is it true? Your legend lives on. <laughs> it does. I mean, for, I mean, you probably didn't think it was going to live on that long, but it certainly did. <laughs> well, and I had Brian Alea on my Ghost Magnet podcast uh, talking about all of the haunts at the mansion mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, sorry, I have something weird in my throat. And, um... He was telling me stories about how the housekeeping and stuff were too scared to go out in the game house alone, and they'd always have to have a butler or security go with them. 
The game house is interesting. Yeah. Because first of all, the game house, just so you know, was another area along with the guest house that Barbie Benton, Hep's girlfriend in the 70s, decorated and she was super into antiques like early American antiques reclaimed wood so the game house even though it kind of had a 70s vibe in some areas like the little nook bedrooms off the side and all the video games it very much looked like a country cabin still back there so think of all the energy that those antiques are potentially hanging on to and you would go out there and just like the jukebox would start playing by itself the pinball machines would start playing by themselves did I tell you And they said they heard doors slam, too. Yeah. Speaking of pinball machines that go off for no reason, did I tell you the story about how, like, I know I've told you the story, but, like, when Hef died, I didn't know he died, but I was doing a photo shoot at this um, friend of mine's place, and I heard this music come out of nowhere and I was like and it was a tune I recognized I'm like what is that it sounds so familiar what is it I was racking my brain trying to figure out what this song was is it like the Simpsons theme song like what is this song and then after thinking about it I realized oh it's the Playboy theme so Hef used to have this song that played during a show he did in the 50s called the Playboy theme and I'm like that is so weird blast from the past I haven't heard this in years and I thought that's weird and later I found out from um, the person who owned that place that she had a Playboy pinball machine that had been dropped off. Like somebody had gifted it to her and it had just like gone off by itself. And I thought, okay, that's weird. Blast from the past, very game house. And I um, had got on a plane to go home later that day. And the second the plane landed, I got an email from somebody saying that Hef passed away and they wanted me to comment on it. And I'm like, that is creepy that like probably like right when he died that pinball machine went off like that is so ghostly to me yeah it is it gives me chills right now like I have I still have a chill and what's weird about that too is I mean I guess it's not so weird but I was also on a plane when Hef passed away and the second it landed um I had just a million text messages yeah and emails and everything and it was all you know that Hef had passed away and I was like I texted you right away and and you were like I'm um on a plane and I'm like I'm on a plane too I'm about to land what airport are you in because I, I thought know. we were like we should stick together yeah for <laughs> sure something. I don't know I was like so nervous I felt nervous getting off the plane and stuff. well yeah because like paparazzi comes out of nowhere like they were outside my house for a while after he died like waiting for me to say something I'm like I'm not gonna say anything guys yeah it's creepy yeah so yeah that's a I just think I just thought it was weird that we were both on a flight and we were both yeah. landing right around the same time yeah, unfortunately we were going to two separate airports yeah. I was landing at LAX you were landing at Burbank I was like uh-huh. damn <laughs> so my first Halloween there as a girlfriend one of the things that I loved because it was one of the first things that kind of made me feel like welcomed into the group was remember Hef had the tombstones in the front yard and he would make oh, tombstones yes. with all his girlfriend's name And I walked outside not knowing about that tradition because I had gone to a Halloween party previously before I was a girlfriend, but I didn't stay very long. I didn't look at like all the details or whatever. I didn't notice the tombstones really or what they said. But when we walked out there for like the press night, because he would always do a press night where he would like walk the news through the haunted house, I saw, oh, I have a tombstone and it's like right front and center. That's so cool in the front yard. And it said Hollywood, but she can't anymore because he would always think of like cute little sayings. And for some reason, I started doing the sayings after that a lot. I don't know if it's just because 
he all of a sudden like by the time the next year rolled around had so many new girlfriends he was just like overwhelmed or whatever but I remember I thought up yours I thought up Stacy's I thought up Kendra's I thought up like Sheila's you know (laughs) who I know um we should talk about what they said mine said Bridget no more bunny business yeah because you I don't think a lot of people know this you had just got a pet rabbit and you'd also like just got your bunny costume. Yeah. So that's what made me think of that. And Stacy's was bound, bound underground because <laughs> she's a fetish model, so she's always tied up. Yeah. Kendra's was shaking her ass under the grass. And then we would do it for some of our favorite playmates too. We'd yeah. give them like Destiny was PIC because she's Kendra's partner in crime. PIC to VIP to RIP. Yeah. Uh, those were fun. Yeah. I wish I could have kept my tombstone. I wish I could have kept my parking sign, too. Yeah. Well, those tombstones got moved straight to the back right after we moved out. Oh, yeah. Of course which, they did. Which, yeah, they should be moved back for, like, the new girlfriends. But they yeah. didn't just get moved back. They got moved straight to the back the moment we left. It was, like, no time wasted. <laughs> Were they up for our last Halloween party there? Moved straight to the back. That's oh, how I that's... knew they were moved straight oh, to the back. Oh, that party. We were even still there and we got moved to the back. Yeah, the Halloween party of 2008 was like my last night actually in the mansion because I'd broken up with half a few months earlier and then moved into room five and I thought, okay, the Halloween party is going to be my last gasp. And I thought it would be so fun to go run around the party, not as a girlfriend because, oh, finally have this freedom. But the parties had changed so much by that time because because Playboy was kind of like going broke. So they started like selling tickets to just anybody. It wasn't like an exclusive party and everybody had camera phones. So you couldn't take two steps without people wanting to take pictures. And I was like, I never need to go back to another mansion party in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a world of difference. It definitely was way, way different. You know what? I really want Barbie in here because I just remembered another ghost story. And I wish Barbie could tell it. But I remember she told us a ghost story about a guy who used to live in my room, Mm -hmm. was in the shower, and like had some sort of ghost experience while he was in the shower. I think that bathroom area must be a portal or something because that's where you saw the apparition too. So then my first Halloween party was my first party as a girlfriend. And I just remember getting so wasted it was a completely different experience from coming on my own because when you go on your own or with a friend you're careful about how much you drink because even though you're not driving home you know you still have to get home and don't want to be taken advantage of and I would never stay very long so it felt like I was at that party for a long time when I was finally a girlfriend and I just remember it was my first experience with jello shots and I just remember getting so wasted and I remember waking up in room five the next morning still in costume or the pieces of it that were left with like a cheeseburger in my lap. (laughs) (laughs) What did you wear to the first party? (laughs) I looked like a cream puff. So it was my first party as a girlfriend. So we were each given like a thousand dollars to spend on a costume. And I was so excited to go to trashy lingerie for the first time because this was back before like companies made those sexy Halloween costumes in a bag really like Trashy was the first ones to really do like the sexy Disney princess costumes and they were so cute and elaborate and really expensive so I was so excited to go get it and I picked out Alice in Wonderland because I always loved Alice in Wonderland and I just remember when I showed up that night like all the other girlfriends were not wearing like fairy tale trashy lingerie they were wearing like skin tight very like sleek 
Like, oh, I'm a firefighter, but they looked nothing like a firefighter. It was just like red spandex. Or, oh, I'm a taxi driver, but they were just wearing like yellow spandex. It was like super skin tight, super sleek. That was the look that year. But I was a cream puff looking like an eclair with my frilly, poofy sleeved Alice in Wonderland costume, which I love. I still have. I had like a purse that looked like a piece of cake that said, eat me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I remember that purse. But I felt very out of place because nobody else was like pretty, pretty princess style, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I missed the memo. So your first Halloween party as a girlfriend was in 2002. And I remember that was the drama year because that was the year of the ticket sale scandal, which we've talked about before. There were other girlfriends selling tickets to the mansion behind Hef's back. Bridget somehow got thrown into it. I got the blame for them getting in trouble for it. I had just had the flu. I'd been so sick. So tensions were thick. Yeah. And I remember I wore this like jail outfit because Hef wore a jail outfit every year that said prisoner of love. So I got like the trashy lingerie version of that. And I just remember like I just got done being sick. Everybody was pissed at me. I remember getting confronted in the bathroom by one of those girls, like getting yelled at. And it was just... The bathroom at the party? No, Hef's bathroom. Because we would go upstairs to use the bathroom. And Hef went upstairs. And I followed Hef upstairs to use the restroom. And the girl who was getting in trouble followed him too. Because I think she wanted to like corner him and get him by himself and like sweet talk him into like not kicking her out. But she ended up like getting in my face and yelling at me. And it was just a miserable night. Yeah. What did you wear that first year? So to the actual party, I wore, I was um, Bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah, that really cool wig. But I did the wig reverse, so it was blonde with a black stripe going up it instead of black with a white stripe going up it. And it was, uh, I remember Claire Pettibone, do you know that brand? Yeah. It's like lingerie and Mm -hmm. stuff. She custom made me like a torn up, like little, like, nighty, like nightgown, like lacy and like bridal like. And then of course I did all the, um the ties around my wrists like the mummy Mm -hmm. things coming off and stuff so I did like stitches all around my face and um yeah I had fun with that yeah um do you remember anything from that night was it awkward because it was that ticket sale year oh I'm sure it was I don't have a lot of vivid memories from it Um, you were probably more focused on the party than the drama maybe I definitely was, but I definitely wasn't <laughs> uh, blind to the trauma yeah. going on. Like, I'm sure that was bothering me, but, like, it's Halloween, and I'm going to have a good time yeah. no matter what. I also remember we went to, like, another party at one of the clubs we used to go to all the time, and I wore, like, a vampire cloak, mm-hmm. and I went to Laurent, and I was like, I want my hair made into horns. And he was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I think that was in 2003. It that was? was? I thought that was the same year. I mean, maybe you did it two years in a row, but no. I know I have pictures from us at Rich Carell's house because I was in the Snow White outfit. You have those horns. Stacy was a nurse. Oh, so that's the next year? The Mean Girls had that weird-smelling spray tan because they were fairies. Oh, it was so bad. It was raining that night, and it made it smell even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was all 2002. Okay, see, my my memory is like... No, it's a blur for me, too, because I was trying to remember what did I wear to the actual party in 2003, the year after I had the jail outfit. And I even looked in my scrapbooks, but, like, forgot to take a picture. And I don't remember anything about that party or what I wore that year. Oh, crap. 
what did I wear then? I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to go back. If I have time before this airs, I'll have to go back and look. And we'll put photos up on Patreon. But I, for some reason, I have no memory oh, of that night. I know what I did. I know what I did in 2003. What did you do? I uh, did Marie Antoinette. No, you were Marie Antoinette in 2004. No, 2004 I did Corpse Bride. No, that was while we were filming the show because we filmed Corpse Bride. Because I know you were Marie Antoinette oh, 2004 because that it. was the year I was an angel and Kendra was a pirate. For some well, reason, Medu- I don't know why. Well, then I, what year was I Medusa? <laughs> like 2006, I Oh, think. my God. I'm because off on everything. for some reason, I can't remember 2003. I'm going to have to go back into my scrapbooks and, like, look. I don't know why my memory is completely blank on that party. Yeah, why? I don't know, but I remember Mine other too, things about why? that year was like we went to Rich Carell's house, and Rich Carell lives in Hancock Park, and every year they would do like a really big trick-or-treating extravaganza. Like people line up to go trick-or-treating at this house. They can walk inside and like see some of his memorabilia. And one year, I don't know why I always think of this, and I love it, but they had one of the Spirit Halloween banners that says Halloween Headquarters, <laughs> and they hung it over their door, and they were like surprised to find people coming to their house thinking it was a spirit <laughs> store. And it just reminds me of those memes that everybody does now, how when something closes down, they'll do a meme where it has like a spirit Halloween banner. Yeah, yeah coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. And when we say that he has a lot of Halloween trick-or-treaters, I mean, this is no, this is, that's like an understatement. He has like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that show up. Mm-hmm. They have to shut off the whole street. Like the news crews are out there. Like it's a big big deal yeah I also remember 2003 was the first time we did a pumpkin carving night and it was just so nice because we just got together and wanted to start this tradition where we're carving pumpkins in the dining room we watched a horror movie it was Black Christmas that year and it was just a really nice fun group of girls we just invited like some friends just people we knew from the mansion who were really nice and the mean girls didn't show up to pumpkin night and I remember being so relieved just like thank god yeah they because they would have just ruined it they would have just been turning up their noses and sneering at everything and I remember it was such a nice night that you me you and crystal got to go to the pumpkin patch and get all the pumpkins and we had pumpkin night and they didn't show up thank the lord yeah we're like oh it's like christmas yeah (laughs) well and then so it's really weird that we can't remember 2003 so we go to 2004 i definitely did marie antoinette but i always have to do something spooky so a little bit sexy so my of course my outfit was short and i had the giant like puff wig Mm -hmm. on and then but i always had to do a little something spooky so i did like a slit throat decapitated head yeah Yeah. and like put all the um, stitches on there and stuff like that so yeah and I think that was the first year Hef was a devil because I had an angel costume and I was like why don't you switch it up and not do the jail you can just wear your red smoking jacket so you're comfortable and I'll glue I glued like the horns on his head with spirit gum yeah and that was always something that was like a little nerve-wracking because he's a very impatient person so I'm just holding the horns on his head like praying the glue's drying fast and I remember I don't want to say who it was but somebody we knew from the playboy world used to have to do something for him on Halloween after we left and she said it was like super nerve-wracking I don't know if he did vampire fangs or what it was but she used to have to go do something to him for every Halloween party and she said it was so nerve-wracking because he was so cranky but I forget what it was. Maybe it was the devil horn. She was doing that. I don't know what he dressed up as for Halloween after oh, this we left. Oh, was after. Yeah, it was uh, after. Oh, oh, and she like, said what? she was like so nerve-wracked every time she had to go do that. And it was like the scariest thing. Interesting. 
that uh, 2004 is also the year that I was like, let's all go to Not Scary Farm. I had gone the year before with just like girls. Mm-hmm. Like I forget who came with me. I think I dragged Stacy and like some friends and stuff. But in 2004, um, I I like got you and Hef because the only way you could come is Hef comes. Yeah, and Kendra. We got a motorhome. We went to Not Scary Farm. And 2004 was the year where we were just trying to make everything special. Like oh, let's go a little all out for our birthdays this year so we did all the Halloween stuff we like went to the magic castle and did like a private seance which isn't a real seance it's a fake seance but I was screaming in there because they turn out the lights and they move stuff books fly off the wall yeah it's the Houdini seance yeah so somebody on Instagram was asking me what the worst Halloween costume you ever saw at a party was hmm that's tough Mine was George Barris's. George Barris was this older guy, and he would do, like, custom car stuff. He had, like, the Munsters coach and stuff like that. And so we knew him from doing scenes with him on the show. And he came to the party one year dressed as Robin from Batman and Robin. And just, like, all his junk was hanging out. You could see everything. Yeah, which fair's fair. Women go with their junk hanging out all the time. But I just wasn't prepared to see it on somebody that I, like, quote, unquote, knew in real life. And I was just like, ah! Yeah. Stuck with me forever. Yeah, I don't remember, like, a worse costume. I mean, I remember that costume. And you're definitely right on that. But, like, other stuff? I just remember the good ones. Typically. What was your favorite? Oh gosh, uh, I remember, and this maybe this is bad, but I thought it was funny at the time. Somebody came with like cereal all over them, and like a knife, and they were oh, a serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I remember Kevin Burns, who was like the we talk about him all the time, the producer of our show. He came dressed as the Munsters. Yeah, he, he would do really good makeup. He was like Grandpa Munster, Phantom of the Opera one year. Somebody else asked if Hef allowed trick-or-treaters at the mansion. I thought that was an interesting question. And they're really, I mean, it definitely was not a practical neighborhood that anyone would have gone trick-or-treating in just because you have these huge properties that are, like, all behind gates. And it would be a long walk in between, like, even one property to the next. And there were no sidewalks or anything, so it would be a little dangerous. And it's very dark. It wasn't, like, street lights. There was a little bit of light, but not a lot. But I find it hard to believe that there hadn't been people who tried. I bet there were, and we just never heard about it. Maybe. I bet there were people coming up on Halloween talking to the speaker, like, trick or treat, just to, like, try their luck. Hey, why not? (laughs) People used to come up and say all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, talking to The Rock. People are always asking me, too, if I ever met Anna Nicole Smith, and I met her at a Halloween party in 2004. Do you remember that? Yeah, I have a picture with her. And I feel feel bad because I don't have, like, a lot of details because I just met her so briefly. But I just remember she was really nice, very polite, and very tall. Yeah, and we also went to her birthday party, remember? And she showed up, like, we we finally gave up and we were leaving just as she was arriving. We have pictures from that night, too. Oh, was that, like, at a club on Sunset or some kind of place on Sunset? Yeah, I think it was at Avalon, like, up at the top when it was, like, Bardot or whatever. Was that the night? Because Anna Nicole used to have that lawyer, Howard K. Stern. And he kind of like got in Hef's face and was like, hey, I didn't like that picture you ran of Anna on the cover because it made it look like she inherited all this money and she didn't. And Hef was just kind of like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't remember it. He was there, but I don't remember if he like, I don't remember him approaching. Yeah, super awkward. Well, one other um, tradition that we had, and we didn't just do this at Halloween time, but we made sure to do it at Halloween time, was our spooky adventures. But I feel like we've talked for so long, we don't even have time to go into our spooky adventures. We'll have to save that for, like, another time. I know. Well, next week it's still Halloween, so maybe we'll pick up a little bit where we left off. But we'll see. We'll see, yeah. 
So we will see you guys next week. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. I hope you all dress up and have a fabulous time.